Good evening and welcome to your Royal Rooters podcast, your hub for your Boston Red Sox, your New England Patriots, your Boston Celtics, your Boston Bruins, your Le- your Notre Dame football, Fighting Irish in football, your Celtic football club, your Chelsea football news, your Gonzaga men's basketball team, your Wright State baseball team, and your Boston College men's hockey team. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea, also known as the Junkyard Dog, also known as T.O. Schwiggins. You can't change that. Boom. All right. Thanksgiving week, we got some news. We actually got some new sports games to talk about. We got Gonzaga men's basketball has started up this week. And also, finally, after a week of delay, after the whole COVID-19 outbreak between them and New Hampshire University, Boston College Hockey played finally this weekend starting on Friday, and they've played tonight, both W's, but we'll get into that later on in the episode. Yeah. And some Notre Dame football, they're still undefeated. Yeah. Patriots did lose again to the Texans. <laughs> they're not even good this year. Ugh. What's going on? Celtic football, uh, they're kind of starting to fall off. Chelsea football, they're moving on in the – um, our UEFA Champions League play, so they're doing pretty good. Yeah, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah, let's get into it now. Yeah, what am I saying? Let's get into it now. Hmm. All right, let's see. So last time we talked, so. It was Sunday. The Patriots played the Tennessee Titans, or the, not Tennessee Titans, the Houston Texans in Houston at the same stadium and park that we won Super Bowl 51, the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. And basically we were down 28-3, and we stormed all the way back against the Atlanta Falcons and won our fifth Super Bowl championship at the time. So very but this time, there's not going to be a comeback this time. As the Patriots couldn't get anything going, they did score a little bit, but it was a little, it was a bit too little, too late. As the Houston Texans took advantage of this game, and they won 27-20. Um, yeah, almost kind of at the point making the Patriots' chances of making at least the postseason. A little bit far out of reach. Let's get into it. Okay. Got to find a score. All right. Here we go. So, to begin with, so the Patriots got on the board first with a touchdown with six or 6.52 left in the first quarter as Damian Harris ran for nine yards, uh, capped out by Nick Bull kick, make it 7 nothing. Patriots. Then the Texans got on the board as uh, Deshaun Watson threw to a Randall Cobb for free yard pass, kicked off by a fair ba- fair Bayon kick to tie the game up seven seven. Then the Patriots got the lead back with a field goal by uh, Nick Bolt with eight thirty two left in the sec in the half uh, with ten to make it ten to seven Patriots. Then the Texans got on the board with Deshaun Watson. Uh, well, basically, he ran in him himself for a four-yard run, capped out by a fair bayon kick 
to make it 14 to 10 Texans lead. Then they push the score up to 21 to 10 as Deshaun Watson threw to a Kiki uh, Koki for a six yard pass, capped off by a fair Bainan kick. Make it 21 to 10. Houston Texans lead. Then the Patriots got on the board again. And Cam Newton's been thrown to a Demarius Bird, so that was basically his main target. But he connected this one for a touchdown for a two-yard pass, so very good with 8-14 left in the third quarter. Capped out by Nick Folk kick to make it 21-17. Houston Texans still lead, though. And they got back on the board with three more points with 2-0-4 left in the third quarter by a fair Bainton 32-yard kick to make it 24-17 Texans. Then Nick Folk on the board with a 36-yard kick to make it 24 to four, or 22 or 24-20. Texans still lead, but by four points. But with 4-11 left in the game, Fair Bainton got a kick, 46-yard field goal to make it 27-20. We tried to make a run for it in the final minutes of the game, but once again, Cam couldn't, couldn't come up in the big moment. And a squandered last-minute drive came to nothing. Turnover on downs. Patriots lose. And they are now 6-4 and four right now. And let's see where they are in the standings. I believe they are inferred. Yes, they are inferred with a, a 6. So right in front of the Jets, who are still winless right now. And Buffalo, who's leading the division right now. So this could be the first time in literally 11 or 10 years the Patriots might not win the division. Well, good things do have to come to an end sometimes, but it kind of does suck. It really does suck. It stinks. Not great. <sighs> but good news, Celtics news. Guess who's going to be here for another six more years? Yep, that's right. Jason Tatum. He decided to, the Celtics and him decided to extend his contract, including. His uh, last year of his guaranteed contract for on his rookie contract, but added five more years to that contract to make it five more years with a with one hundred ninety five million dollars. So he is going to be a Celtic for a while, at least for six more years. So awesome, very good. Way to lo- I was hoping this was going to be the news of the week of this week. Get him locked up. Theoretically, not really, but you know what I mean. Basically. Give him his contract, get him paid, and make him a Celtic for a long time. Hopefully, we should win a title by this time. I don't know. Hopefully, we do. Hopefully, this year, or at least in the six years, that he is a Celtic. So, we better get it done. Then, the Celtics did resign Tremont Waters to a two-year deal, and they also gave extended Taco Fall, but on a two-way contract. So, I actually heard that he really, if... Given the option, he would want to be a Celtic forever. He want to stay. He w- he really wants to stay in Boston forever. And what I was reading on a con- or an article on the Athletic when he first uh, signed with the Celtics, that he really likes the city. This is a really great city. He watched The Departed, which is a great movie. I my favorite movie of all time. We got a movie poster of it on my wall, which I'm facing to right now. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> All right, so yeah, he really likes that movie, and he really likes Boston. So yeah, so if the, I'm the Celtics, give the man a contract. Make this a make this guy a Celtic for life. Just, just 
I know, I know he's still has a lot to work on development-wise. But at the same time, if he really wants to stay here, let him stay here. Make him a Celtic. Yeah. But good news for the Bruins. They made some news today. So, or this week. So they did resign uh, Jake DeBrusque to a two-year, uh, $3.6 million deal. So he's going to be back for two more years of the Bruins. So very good, very good. Awesome, awesome. Get him locked up. And then Chelsea football played uh, Reims, that French team, in the Champions League play. And it almost kind of looked like that they were going to lose, or at least tie. But Chelsea football pulled out with the dub, and they are in at least, I believe, uh, the actually playoff round. Well, I could be wrong. You're talking to a dumb American who does not know European football, or at least soccer. <laughs> talking to a dumb American. <laughs> yeah. Unless that's what the rest of the world thinks we are. About to say, if it weren't for us, Yanks, Storm in Omaha Beach, and fighting the Bella Wood, you probably, yeah, you probably would not be a be Frenchman right now, or British, or whatever. Yeah, seriously, you'd be all Germans right now, and yeah, but we, but none about that, none about that. This is not a political podcast. This is a sports podcast. All right, but none about that, and <laughs> none about that. All right, let's see. Get over the scores for Chelsea football. Chelsea football. That's, yeah, Scottish. Chelsea football, yeah. Talk like a British British. Lewis color. All right. All right, so here we go. They played Reims. All right. So it looked like uh, Hudson Odie got a goal. Start off with 22 minutes into the game to make it one nothing uh, Chelsea football, and then uh, Reams got a goal to tie it up with 85, so almost close to the end of the game. And then with 90 minutes, the last minute of the game, Garad got a goal to seal the win for Chelsea football and get a win over Reams. So very good, two to one Chelsea football wins. Let's see. Thursday. All right, we'll keep you there for a minute. All right. All right. So, what other news happened? All right. So, so there is a sign and trade deal, as I heard, for Gordon Hayward for the Hornets. But it looks like we might not be getting a lot, or at least a player. I think at this point, I feel like since we made all the offseason moves, like getting Tristan Thompson and Jeff Teagues. I feel like it would be pretty dumb to try to get somebody in this deal. Like, so maybe a draft pick. I don't know. They are, the Hornets are playing of train a player. I think Nicholas Platoon, like, and his expiring contract to somebody, but they got to find a third team. So, yeah. But there will be a sign and trade deal, as I've been told, for Gordon Hayward. So, at least we might be getting something out of this deal. Then Celtic football played another European League play. This time, once again, against Sparta Prague. And they fell for it again. They fell for it again against a very inferior Sparta Prague team as they lose yet an identical score to the last time, 4-1 to one to Sparta Prague. Let's get into that. Yeah, let's get into that. Because I'm kind of a little mad right now. Seriously. I feel like this, is this, this happens every time we add a new team. 
especially since they at least won their league title. Stuff like this happens. I don't know. Yeah, What I've been hearing from a lot of the guys, especially when they played for the Rangers or played against the Rangers that game, they were saying that, like, how the crowd, how their fan base, since they weren't there because of COVID restrictions, that kind of played a part in why they're not doing so well. Because, like, not having the crowd behind their back and stuff like that and cheering them on and wheeling them to victory. I've seen some of the videos of the Celtic football crowd, especially when they're at Celtic Park. It is wild. It is a wild bunch. These guys are really um, care about their team and really are willing their team. Like, they are very passionate fans. And maybe not having them there this year might be playing a factor on these guys. They're playing in an empty stadium where, like, yeah, the crowd is wild and willing them to victory. That might play a, that might be playing a factor in them this year. Well, let's get into the game. All right. So to begin with, with 15 minutes into the game, um, Edward got a goal for Celtic football to make it one nothing. So you thought, okay, maybe, maybe we might, maybe it's good. Get on the board first, all right. Then um, Barta Prague on the board. Hanko got a goal to tie it up. Then Julius gave the lead to Sparta Prague 2 to 1. Then Julius again 3 to 1. And then Polasic got a goal for, to make it 4 to 1. And that's where the final score would stand. Yeah. So, not great. Yeah, not great. So this kind of basically puts the whole European league, or at least a European title, out of the question. Yeah, yeah it really does. All right. Then later on the day, uh, Gonzaga men's basketball got their season off to a start with a win against Kansas to open up the season. A really tough kind of game to kind of. I was kind of going back and forth, but in the end. Uh, Gonzaga got the lead. They got out to a lead, especially late in the game. And they held out for the dub with a 102-290 win against Kansas. Number weight, number ranked team in the nation, Gonzaga. Uh, let's see. Let's get into the little bit of scoring. We won't go too in the depth of play-by-play scoring, but we'll see. Like, we'll see. Um, give a little bit of some scoring. All right. So let's see who was the lead. Yeah. Let's see. Nope. Doesn't. There we are. Here we are. All right. So basically, your lead score for um, Gonzaga. Well, top or top three scores as my top performers were uh, Drew Timmy, who had uh, twenty five points, six rebounds, and one assist. Um, Corey uh, Kispert. Had a uh, 23, or wait, no, no, hold on. Jalen Suggs had 24 points, four rebounds, and eight assists. And then uh, Corey Crispith had 23 points, four rebounds, and zero assists. So those are your lead scores for uh, um, Gonzaga. So very good. Yeah. And also, this is kind of a special win, too, is because their coach, Mark Few, this is a 600th career run as a coach, especially at Gonzaga. Yeah, they were talking about pregame, too, or, like, during the halftime. They're like, he was talking about how when he started out as a Gonzaga coach or at least a grad assistant, they were just trying to find ways to get people to come to their games. And now look at them now. They are a power-ranked, powerhouse basketball program in Spokane, Washington. They're like – I mean, seriously, they're actually being picked 
to win the national title. Not just win it, but go undefeated too. Like they're predicted not to lose any games, especially in their conference. That's how good this Gonzaga team is supposed to be this year. What I've been hearing, like basically from listening to watching the ESPN game that they had on ESPN on Thursday and listening to uh, the newly Barstool um, podcast for college basketball, or at least the two uh, ones, uh, the Barstool Bench Mob and the Big Man on Basketball. There's They're talking about how this team is supposed to be really good, like to the point where they're not really projecting them to lose any games. That's how good. I mean, maybe non-conference, maybe a few, but conference-wise, they're supposed to go undefeated, what they're being projected, because at least their whole conference might not be that great. That's good. So that's something to think about. Maybe we might see a Gonzaga men's national championship team this year. Let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah. All right. So let's see. So they played again Friday at or Friday morning against Auburn, another tough opponent. And this time it wasn't even that close. They basically just wiped the floor with Auburn. Basically, as the score of this game was against Auburn, finishing off the Fort um, Myers invitation or whatever they had going on with a 90 to 67 win. So very good. Very good. Very good. Keep being undefeated. Yeah. All right. So basically finished off the weekend with a dub. All right. So here we go. Your lead top performers. Um, Drew Timmy had 28 points, 10 rebounds. So a double, double uh, and zero assists. And then uh, Corey, Corey Kispert, had 25 points, six rebounds, and two assists. And then Jalen Suggs had 12 points, four rebounds, and six assists. So good day. Very good day. So win 601 for Drew or for uh, Mark Feud. <laughs> 601. Seriously. Yeah. You really build that program up. And then their next game is not until Wednesday during the Jimmy V Classic against West Virginia, number ranked. Number 15th ranked uh, West Virginia, presented by Corona. Corona the beer, not the virus. <laughs> Corona beer, not the virus. <laughs> I think Sp- I think Corona in Spanish is basically crown, basically, yeah. 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 So, yeah. I actually had a buddy. Um, so, we were playing of having him on, like, as an interview, but it, I don't know. It, didn't really work out. We're still trying to. It's just at this point, I mean, we're not really trying. But he is an assistant coach at the university the or at the junior college that they were playing this uh, classic at for Gonzaga men's basketball. And I asked him, like, during Thanksgiving, I was looking on the court, and I saw, huh, this is or Florida Southwestern uh, State College. This is probably their basketball court. So I texted uh, so-and-so, the guy that I was talking about, um, and he basically texted me back, oh, yeah, yeah. So I was at the baseball field, and I was delivering some coolers back to the facility. Yeah, I saw that they were doing this, yeah. I'll, and then he told me, like, he was going to send me some pics of the behind-the-scenes stuff. And, like, so it was, I, it was pretty cool. It was pretty neat. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. So it was pretty neat. So, hmm. Wait, oh, no, 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 no. All right about to say like did we miss something all right all right 
All right, so the Celtics did release their pre- – well, the NBA did release their preseason schedule, and this is who the Celtics will play for the preseason. Two games, two games. One away, the first one, and then the second one at home with no fans. So December the 15th, they will play the 76ers at home or at, at Philadelphia at 6 o'clock or, or, well, 6 o'clock my time. 7 o'clock Eastern time, whatever time zone you live in. Um, and then on December the 18th, they will play the play Kyrie Irving if he's playing. Yeah, he probably is not going to get booed at the Garden because there will be no fans, so he really has nothing to worry about there. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, they will play the uh, Brooklyn Nets um, at uh, the TD Garden at 7.30 Eastern time or 6.30 my time, whatever time zone you live in. And that will be the preseason, but we still have not gotten a regular season schedule yet. We probably will soon, knowing how quick this season is going to start real quick. So we will get you a schedule. but when, Or we don't have one now, but when we do, we will get that out to you soon. All right. Then Notre Dame on Friday played North Carolina. It kind of looked like that North Carolina was going to basically have an upset, especially when they had fans in the stands. But in the end... Notre Dame pulled off with the dub, and they are still undefeated as they beat North Carolina 31-17. The quest for the first title since 1988 still continues. Yeah. So here we go. Let's go over the uh, score summary, and then we'll go to break. All right. So to begin with, in the first quarter with 9.56 left in the first quarter, uh, Emery Simmons uh, caught a pass from uh, Sam Howell for six yards. To cap off a touchdown by a Grayson Atkins kick, make it seven nothing and our uh, North Carolina lead, and then uh, Kylan Williams for Notre Dame ran for two yards, capped up by a Jonathan Dort kick to tie up the score seven seven. Then Sam Howe ran for a one yard. He took the ball in himself into the end zone, capped up by a Grayson Allen, great uh, or Grayson Atkins kick to make it fourteen to seven, North Carolina lead, and then. Notre Dame tied up the score again with a Kyron Williams uh, pass from Ian Book, capped off by a or capped off by John Thor kick to tie it up 14 to 14. And then uh, Grayson Atkins in the second quarter got a field goal for a two-yard field goal to make it 17 to 14. North Carolina led. Then John Thor tied it up again with a 32-yard field goal to make it 17 to 17. Notre Dame led or 17-17 tie ball game. Then Notre Dame took the lead in the third quarter with seven minutes left in the third quarter as uh, Ben Saronic ran for a for, or 13 yards, capped up by a Jonathan Dort kick to make it 24-17 Notre Dame led. And this is where Notre Dame put the nail in the coffin with one minute and 20 seconds left in the game. Kyler Williams ran for one yard, capped up by a Jonathan Dort kick, make it 31 to 17 Notre Dame, and that's where the final score would stand. As Notre Dame is still nine nothing, or still leads nine, or still nine and zero in the season, still number two in the nation, at least in the college football playoff rankings. But right now, still the best, one of the best in the country, and right now, yeah. And let's see, where are they in? Um, at least in the ACC, where are they at? I still forget they are still part of a conference. They are a conference. Still in first place. And Clemson is still behind them. Still. 
but still, they still have the advantage. Unless if they lose in the next two games, which hopefully they don't, because that actually might ruin the chance of them maybe winning a national title. Yeah, at least getting the college football playoff. Yeah. But they probably might face Clemson again, especially in the ACC championship game. So, yeah, we got to be wor- be prepared for that. Be prepared for that because that's coming up pretty soon. Oh, man, my stomach. What the f- <laughs> Yeah. All right. And we got some Boston College hockey. But first, we're our, we are kind of running out of time in this segment. So we will go to break, come back, wrap it up with that, and wrap up with a few other stuff too. And something a little is another 100th anniversary and is related to Irish nationalism because today is the 100th anniversary of the Boys of Kilmichael. Basically, we'll get into that later on in the show. Let me wrap up the show with a song about that. So, but now we are going to go to break, so don't go anywhere. Bye. All right, we are back. All right, so we're going to wrap up with the news and scores of the week with uh, Boston College um, Hockey. So they played two games yesterday at home at Kelly Rink in Boston College and then went to UMass to play at the Mullen Center for a two-game set. And, guys, they took two or took two out of two. So they are now... 2 0 and 0 to start the year, still undefeated to cap off or to uh, start, start off the 2020 2021 season. Yeah, I kind of stuttered there. Um, all right. All right. So let's see. All right. So let's see. To begin with, so um, Jack McBain got a goal for uh, BC to make it 1 0 B or make it 1 0 BC. And then uh, Zach Jones of UMass got a goal to tie it up 1 1. Then uh, Mac Hart or Mike Hardman got a goal for um, uh, BC to make it two to one, uh, Boston College. Then uh, Jack McBride or Jack McBain got another goal, to make it three to one, uh, BC. And then UMass came storming back as Josh uh, Lupina got a goal to make it three to two, uh, or make it three to two, Boston College. And then he got another goal with um, basically. Not that time left or with like a minute in between the first and second goal to tie it up 3-3. And then with the win, with that much, with the one minute and six seconds left in the game, uh, Matt uh, Boldy of BC got a goal to win the game 4-3 to as Boston College caps off or uh, starts off the season with a win at uh, Boston College 4-3. to And then tonight they played – at UMass ball or at UMass um, at uh, Amherst, Massachusetts, and they capped it off the series with a dub against the Minutemen as they win six to three. Let's go over the um, scoring update. So uh, Mark McGa- or Mark McLaughlin got a goal to make it one nothing BC. Then um, Philip uh, L- Lagninoff of UMass got a goal, and then. A power play goal by BC by Drew Hellison to make it two to one Boston College. Then uh Kobli uh Amberso got a goal to make it three to one BC. Then UMass got a goal uh by Oliver McDonald to uh even up the, or to at least uh, make this game a one goal game, three to two BC. Then Mark McLaughlin got a goal, another one his second of the night, to make it four to two BC. 
Then uh, Jake uh, Garnett got a goal for uh, UMass to make it four to three, or four to three. Boss cost still led, but then two goals by uh, Mike Hardiman and Nikola Masnikinko to make it or make it six to three. Boston College led, and that's where the final score would stand as they take the series against UMass Boston and cap off the weekend six to three. So that is your score and news of the week for uh, the Royal Rogers podcast. All right. So there we go. All right. So I haven't been watching anything lately just because, I don't know, it's got back to being lazy again. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. So nothing to report there. So we did, did find out news that NHL Hockey Fantasy has returned to um, ESPN and Yahoo Fantasy. So we have created four teams for each, basically because of the four or four divisions that are all together. So two divisions in the East and two divisions in the West. So we did four teams of each. All right. So let's get in. So so for Fantasy ESPN, we'll get into that. So um, Tyrone Biggums. So I named this team after a Dave Chappelle character on his uh, show called the or his show that he had back in the early two thousands. Tyrone Biggums, who was like a crack addict and stuff like that, it was pretty funny. He's pretty funny. My name is Tyrone Biggums. Drugs and alcohol have ruined my life. <laughs> He's funny. I like that was one of my favorite characters, <laughs> Tyrone Biggums. <laughs> Is this the free crack giveaway? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the favorite skit that I love that he did was when he went to go talk to the kids about not doing drugs and alcohol, but like he actually gave them more advice to do more drugs than yeah, than was telling them not to do drugs. And that's what the teacher was getting like. I feel like he was actually doing the opposite of what he was supposed to be doing, but yeah, it was kind of they were interviewing her after uh like the, he gave his like presentation and said, I could say that he was the worst motivational drug squeezer in the history of drugs, or at least the history of doing this. <laughs> he was actually giving them advice instead of telling them not to do it. <laughs> All right. All right. So the next team we did was a Kyle Brovlowski, named after one of the South Park characters and kind of the character that's like the voice of reason on the show. Yeah. So, yeah, the one with the green hat and the orange coat. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so we named it after that. All right. And then the second team we made was the Boys of Kim Michael, which is a, basically a song and basically a part of Irish nationalism that we'll get into at the end of the show. We'll talk about that because tonight is the 100th anniversary of that engagement between them and British forces during the War for Independence. So we'll get into that. Then Trooper Forn, named after a character in a John Wayne movie called The Quiet Man, which takes place, yes, again, in Ireland um, back in during the 1920s and 30s, where basically it's like that was his basically – he was a boxer, but he got into trouble too back in America. So he had to kind of like get away from it all and like go to Ireland. That was like his like a uh, boxing name or stage name called Trooper Forn. Yeah. Kind of neat. Yeah, look up the movie. It's called Quiet Man. Unless the liberals didn't like shut that down real quick. We did make that one of our like top uh, 25 movies 
on a earlier episode, like earlier in the year, please go check it out. It's like one of our top 25 movies that we did. Yeah. So for that's EA, or that's EA Fantasy, and then now for Yahoo Fantasy, Yahoo! All right. So the first team we made is called Charles the Goat, which is named after Daniel Char, one of the um, one of my favorite Boston Bruins players. So like he's my favorite. So like that's my David Ortiz, Kevin Garnett, and Tom Brady um, for the Bruins. So yeah. So that's why we named it called. Charles the Goat. Yeah, or though there will be some Bruins fans that will contest me about that. <laughs> All right, but you know what? That's my opinion. Screw screw it if that's not your opinion. Yeah. All right. And then we brought back the Channel 4 news team named after uh the news station on Anchorman, the Channel 4 news team, as uh Ron Burgundy, Champ Kine, Brick Tamlin, and Brian Fantana. Yeah. So it's like an Anchorman reference. All right, and then we named one of our other teams after one of the leaders of the Easter Rising in Ireland in 1916 called Sean McDermott, or his English spelling to his last name, Sean McDermott, but we did the Gaelic spelling of his last name, Sean McDermott. So, yeah, we did that, so named after one of the Easter Rising uh, leaders. And then, finally, we named our last team after the Barstool um. NHL podcast called Spitting Chicklets. So we named it after that. So pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's it. So yeah, basically four teams for each. Yeah, we did it because of um what we did with some of the other teams. We decided to make a team or have a certain amount of teams defending or kind of make it like for let's see, for let's let me give you this. So like you know there are six total divisions in the in uh, MLB baseball. So like three in the American League and three in the National League. So that's what we did for MLB or for uh, MLB uh, baseball. We had six or six teams for Yahoo Fantasy and six teams for ESPN. And that's kind of what we did for like something like the NFL. You know how there's like four divisions in each uh or each conference, so eight in total. So we did eight teams for Yahoo Fancy and ESPN Fancy, and that's what we did for the NBA too. So there's three divisions in the NBA, well six in total, well six in total, but, but three in each conference. So we did six teams for ESPN and sixteen for Yahoo Fancy, and that's what we did for NHL too. So there's two divisions in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. So we did uh, four divisions all. So you can see where we got the, yeah. yeah. So that's about it. So we are kind of going to uh, the book report um, that we're doing. We are getting close to finishing the book that I was reading. Yeah. The Bloody Field, which is based on the Bloody Sunday uh, Massacres during 1920, which takes us to the end of this show. So you know how I've been really big on Irish nationalism, especially since this is the or ninth or twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one is kind of the centennial years for the war for independence. They're kind of glorious independence war that they fought with the British, the IRA, and all that stuff, stuff like that, and kind of 
relates to the 1916 Easter Rising because the 1916 Easter Rising was basically the starting point of that war that kind of like got the revolution started. Yeah. So today is the 100th anniversary of one of those major engagements during the War for Independence. And it's called the bat or the ambush that was near Kilmichael, near uh, West Cork in Cork, Ireland, because and where that's kind of special to me because the O'Shea's are where or Cork, Ireland or Cork County, Cork, Ireland is where the O'Shea's came from. That's basically their like basically their home state. Well, county in Ireland is basically they're kind of like states a little bit. So like if you say you're from Cork or County Cork, Ireland, it's kind of like saying like you're from the state of Massachusetts or the state of Illinois kind of deal. Yeah. So they're kind of like counties and provinces kind of deal, yeah. So kind of like that, or states and provinces, kind of like deal what it is in the United States. So yeah. So in West Cork, so let's see, get into that. So basically, um, the group, the Black and Tans, I was mentioning that in the Bloody Sunday, which I call them war criminals because they were basically war criminals. I'm sorry if I'm making my UK listeners really pissed off, but you know what? Yeah, this is kind of special to me, and if you don't like what I'm saying, you can either fast-forward through this part or unsubscribe from me. I don't care. Yeah, Sorry to kind of like, yeah, but at the same time, yeah, they are war criminals. The Black and Tans are war criminals, especially when I was hearing some of the stories that they were doing, some of the atrocities they were committing. They are war criminals. I'm sorry, but they are, and I will stick by that. All right, the boys of Kim might go. Boys of Kilmichael. All right, so that battle, come on, go down. <laughs> All right, I feel like we might have. Yeah. All right, hold on, let's put the. Sh- All right, Kilmichael ambush. Fifty twenty. Here we are. So this is better. This is a better. All right, the Kilmichael ambush. All right, it happened near Kilmichael, Ireland. So basically, um, the story goes, the IRA were waiting for the Black and Tans. They were committing so much atrocities during the countryside. So they were waiting for them outside um, near Kilmichael, uh, County Cork, Ireland. Um, so, let's see. The ambush. Da, 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 da. Come on, come on, come on. So basically, a Black and Tan unit uh, or a convoy was going from a was on the road from uh Dus uh Dusamara in the or town or wait hold on Shirkana to uh kill Michael and basically so basically what happened they were um, on the road to kill Michael when the IRA that was waiting for them in the hills near Kill Michael basically ambushed them and um basically wiped them out entirely. They had like an 18 squad convoy and they the IRA basically just wiped them out basically quickly just like they did not take any prisoners. And the only and the IRA only lost three guys. Like only lost three guys, and this was kind of like a major victory for the IRA in the war for independence against the British. This is kind of like their kind of like uh, battle of Trenton and Princeton for the American Revolution. Like this is kind of their moment kind of deal. This is kind of like a really big moment in their struggle against uh, the war or their uh, war for independence against Great Britain. Yeah, so they were led by uh, Tom Berry and all that stuff. Like. And I've been reading uh, one of uh, his books, like his memoirs about guerrilla tactics in Ireland, like his guerrilla experience 
during the war for independence. That's kind of one of the books I'm reading, Tom Berry. Yeah. So he basically, yeah, lived through the war of independence. He did kind of um, um, join the anti-treaty IRA. And then after that, like after that, anti-treaty IRA during the Irish Civil War. And then after that, he became a politician and basically like lived his life to like basically the end. Yeah. So if you don't know by now, if anybody was alive by this, they're not probably alive anymore. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, they would be over 100 years old. I was about to say, um, Tom Berry was born in 1897, so there's no way he's alive today. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way there. Yeah. But basically, yeah. So I was listening or watching the interviews that they were on YouTube today and, like, talking about the story, how, like, they did the whole ambush. And it was kind of neat. It was kind of neat seeing that. And there's a how this kind of relates to the um, movie. There's a movie that's uh, has uh, the same guy who's a uh, Tom Shelby on Pinky Blinders, who is one of the characters in this movie called The Wind That Shakes the Barley. And they basically did a whole ambush, which was familiar or similar to the ambush at Kill Michael kind of deal. Like they kind of had one guy, they're waiting in ambush for the black and tan cowboy to show up. And they had one guy who's basically out there dressed as a black and tan, basically like acting like all oh, my motor cars down and like saying like, hey, hey, guys, I'm over here. Like as the convoy is showing, I'm like, oh, let, there's one of our guys over there. Let's go pick him up and see, investigate. And then as they got closer, he pulled out his gun and a bomb and basically said, surprise me. Yeah, surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's where the ambush. Yeah, sorry. We had to put a little comedy in that. Yeah, sorry. We curse. We'll put the explicit um, icon at the end of the episode. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, just want to put some comedy into the whole story. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so basically, yeah, they wiped them out. 18 black and tans. Like an 18 black and tan convoy. Yeah. They just wiped them out. <laughs> they took no prisoners whatsoever. <laughs> yep. I just lost my whole UK um, <laughs> listenership. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that's kind of just a little special to me because that happened 100 years ago today. That happened 100 years ago today. It's kind of neat to just talk about it a little bit too. It's kind of neat. Just, as kind of like someone like a history buff and history interested with the history and story behind uh, stuff like Ireland's fight for freedom and their struggle for independence and kind of gain them a nation. This is kind of like, yeah, this is kind of a little bit like interesting to me, kind of like learning that, wow, a hundred years ago, they would be doing this. They would be up in the hills fighting and ambushing the British and like basically winning their fight for independence. Yeah, I just fought. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing really else. Nice little Thanksgiving. Um, basically, like, yeah, basically hanged out with family, um, hanged out with my, well, not extended family because our governor here in Illinois basically, yeah, basically just basically did not or forbids us to see extended family. So I just hanged out with immediate family. So, like, brothers, sisters, my a little bit of my nephews, and my parents, too. So I just hanged out with them for Face the weekend. It was pretty neat. Pretty neat. Hang out with them. See how they're doing. Yeah. That's about it. I didn't really hang out with cousins, uncles, and 
uncles, um, aunts, and yeah, stuff like that. Grandparents, no, that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Especially my grandparents, they're kind of, they are kind of a little spooked out with this whole COVID thing. Especially since they're really susceptible to getting it and possibly dying from it. And I can see a little bit their point. I can see a little bit their point. They need to be safe and sorry, but you, I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. Because I feel like they might listen. To, at least grandma might listen to this. I don't know. I don't want to. Yeah. But yeah. So just a little bit of that. Just a quiet weekend and a relaxing weekend. This is what I kind of needed. This is what I kind of needed. And some of us kind of needed too. Just a relaxing weekend. Let's just enjoy life and just feel just good. Just feel good. After some of the craziness at, some, at my work, just how like, yeah, and stuff like that. This is kind of a nice relaxing weekend. Yeah. Just enjoy life. Just do nothing. Um, got my Christmas tree set up. It's right over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's up to my right near the computer. So, yeah. Got some stuff up there. I do need some Gonzaga, Celtic football, Chelsea football, Wright State baseball, and maybe Boston College hockey. But, yeah. If I got nerding football, uh, Boston Celtics, New England Patriots ornament, a Boston Bruins. And two Red Sox ornaments. But that's about it. Oh, Red Sox, they did make a move, but it wasn't really much. It's basically just get like a mildly picture that I can't pronounce and did and then released uh Robert Stock, but that's about it. Nothing really. Yeah. But free agency should be starting up pretty soon. Like we should be hearing some news of free agents coming up in the near future. Yeah. Hopefully pretty soon. Hopefully. Hopefully the Red Sox can make some moves, especially since they basically just – or basically just, yeah, sponged their entire um, salary cap and stuff like that. And basically, yeah, got rid of Mookie, and basically so now they're under luxury tax. Yeah. Yeah. They should start making some moves. And they did bring Alex Cora back. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's what I'm thankful for. They brought back Alex Cora. Yeah. But nothing else. All right. I think we can call it a week. All right. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Follow the show on Twitter at Podcast Royal. And then follow my personal Twitter page at JunkyardDog92. We will have that in the details of the episode. And send us DMs if you want to DM Red after, at the end of every episode. We'll be willing to do that. Just to kind of add some more time and something to talk about in between. Yeah. And then follow the Instagram page at Roar Rooters1992. We will have that in the details of the episode. And then follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, Overcast, Pocketcast, Radio Public, and Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from. Doesn't matter to us. And with that being said, I believe that about do it. All right, see you guys. Banyana. Go back. While we honor in song and in story the memory of Pearson McCry, whose names are loomed in glory by mothers who long house died. Forget not the boys of Michael, who fear not the might of the foe. And they marched into battle, they laid all the black and tans low. So here's to the boys of Gilmite.
Hopefully we did not confuse you there. <laughs> yeah. No, they would never get away with this. Yeah, what yeah. Americans, no. Nope. <laughs> Alright. So Q Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Students this of ad. <laughs> no free ads. No. I do love Amazon, but at the same time, you're yet yeah. oh okay, good. We can skip. <laughs> You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go home. Go. Yes, go. The show's over. 